Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton Game. This is Millennial Money, and today we're talking where you live and your student loans. Millennial. 
Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Games. It will expand your brain. Student loans are inevitably on everybody's mind these days. I think if you, even if you graduated in the last 10, 15 years, you're still thinking about student loans because a lot of us just face massive student loan bills and it really only seems to be getting worse. Um, I am a professor at Cal State University Northridge. I teach some financial literacy courses and my heart just bleeds every semester for the students that are, you know, looking at these student loan bills panicked because, you know, you're 20, 21 years old, maybe a little bit older when you graduate college. And it's a lot of debt to just be walking into with a complete uncertainty whether you're going to get a job or not. And how much are you going to make at that job? Uh, I know I didn't really, I didn't have undergrad loans. I was super, super lucky. I had graduate loans. And actually, you know, a lot of my friends didn't have undergrad loans because it was somewhat affordable. I went out-of-state tuition, so it was actually a lot more expensive for out-of-state tuition. But, you know, I think that it was a lot more manageable for parents to pay off student loans than it is now. I mean, the costs are just, it's blowing my mind what people are paying, you know, 30, 40, 50,000 plus a year. I mean, that is just, it feels ridiculous because, In my mind, it's so important that you have your undergrad degree, but honestly, have I used my undergrad degree? I don't know. Maybe. I I, I don't know. Has anyone really ever asked me where I got my undergrad degree? Mm, Maybe a handful of people. Does anyone ever really care about my undergrad degree? Mm, Not really. I mean, it's so freaking sad to admit. I mean, even my MBA that cost a fair amount of money, um, you know, I, I still don't get as many questions about it. It's just kind of like, oh, I have an MBA. Oh, okay, period. You know, not, oh, what was your GPA? Oh, where did you get it from? Oh, what did you specialize in? Oh, did you learn anything? None of those questions really come up. And um, it, it, it actually makes me frustrated. It makes me want to like just scream like, okay, it cost me this much and this was my GPA and this is what I specialized in. And, you know, people don't really care, right? They're going to look at me like I'm a complete lunatic if I start doing that. But that's how you feel. And I think maybe a lot of you listening probably have that same like gut reaction. It's like, I did all of this and does it even matter? I mean, the truth is you need the piece of paper. You need the undergrad piece of paper to really get anywhere in the job world. You need the undergrad piece of paper. If you're running your own business, it's a giant question mark whether you need the piece of paper. And nowadays it's more like you need two pieces of paper. You need that graduate degree too. That's even more expense on top of the undergrad expense. And um, it's just, it's frightening for most of us, which I can completely understand. Uh, I actually just wrote an article, an Ask an Advisor um, kind of article piece for Acorns. And it was, how can I get my student loans forgiven? I'm going to link it in the show notes. But I answer a question from um, 
from a reader who graduated college several years ago, still has a lot of student loan to pay off, and are they eligible to get their loans forgiven? And really, this is a giant question mark, and I think it's frustrating again because, you know, there's been all this talk about student loan forgiveness, and there's the question mark of whether this is going to happen. So the first batch, really, we won't see until October of this year because those loans started in October 2007, so it's a 10-year cycle for those. So we really don't know about the success or any issues until we get to that point. However, you know, many of my CFP cohorts, you know, are are, are rumbling about, you know, is this actually even going to happen? And I I don't think that it's going to be that successful. And I think mainly because you know, the way they set up public loan forgiveness is it's it's quite likely that you might have paid off almost all, if not all, of your student loans before you're even eligible. Or if you make one false move with the certification form that you need to fill out, you could be, you know, uneligible for the forgiveness. So, I mean, it just feels like there's so many loopholes that it is going to be just, I feel like a disaster coming on. Um, But check out the article if you're interested in learning a little bit more. It's short. Um, I just, again, kind of answer that question in three, four or five paragraphs about, um, you know, kind of the status of that. But we're talking today about cities with highest student loan debt burden. And I read this article from Credible. Again, I'll link it in the show notes. And I thought this was a really interesting concept about where you live, how does that affect your student loans and your lifestyle and all of those certain things. But when you think about it, it doesn't make sense, right? If you live in a super expensive city and you have a lot of student loan debt, you know, that combined with housing costs could really have a ginormous, is that even a word, ginormous? I think it is, right? We're going to go with it. Ginormous impact on just, you know, what you're able to do. So here, I'm just going to run down like kind of the top 10 cities because I I just find this fascinating. Some of these I really wouldn't have thought of and some of them I thought would have been higher than they actually are. So San Jose, you are number one. Your average borrower monthly student loan debt payment, 572 bucks. Average borrower housing payment, about 1600 bucks. Average income, 85,000. Okay, that's pretty cool. And your student loan and housing costs as a percentage of your income is about 31.5%. That is pretty darn high, right? Number two, this surprises me. Fort Worth, Texas, right? Average student loan payment, $548. Average housing payment, $1,200. Average income, $67,000. Again, that percentage ratio, uh, just a hair under San Jose at 31.45%. That's kind of shocking to me. But again, look at, we're looking at a lower income. So if you have a lower income and you still have that high um, student loan payment, right? That, that, that ratio is still going to be high. Number three, Boston. Ooh, average borrower monthly student loan payment, 689. We're getting more expensive here. Housing, 1,226 bucks. Uh, annual income, 73,000. We're getting back up there again. And the ratio, 31.4, uh, zero percent. So we're still, we're still high. 
Number four, no shock to me, Los Angeles. <laughs> In fact, some of the numbers here I question. So they say average borrower monthly student loan payment, 690 bucks. Housing payment, 1383. I don't know where you can live for 1383. Uh, that's a fairly decent place in Los Angeles. So uh, I don't know where to get the info on that one. But um, average income, 79,630. That ratio, 31.24%. Number five, again, this kind of shocked me a little bit, Denver, Colorado. Um, average student loan payment, 636. Housing payment, 1231. Income, 71,847. And the ratio is still at 31.18%. Number six, this one definitely does not surprise me. The Big Apple, New York. Everybody loves New York, right? Right. Um, average student loan payment, $831. Yikes. Uh, rent average, $1,629. Again, somehow I feel that's low. Income is higher, $94,806. And that ratio is still at 31.14%. And number seven is Indianapolis. Actually, the city that I was born in, I will be going very soon back to Indianapolis to visit. Um, average student loan payment, $597. Average uh, apartment cost, $812. Love that. Man, would I love an $812 um, monthly housing expense? Yes. Average income is low, though, $55,000, and that ratio is 30.71%. Number eight is San Diego. I'm not going to read all of these off because I'm probably boring you with these numbers, but number eight is San Diego. Number nine is San Antonio. Number 10 is Pennsylvania. Um, and then they all, they go all the way down to number 23, which is Dallas, Texas. So again, the argument is depending on where you live, right? Depending on your student loan payment, but also what you're not thinking about maybe is your housing costs and how that ratio affects your livability in that particular city. You know, I think there's a lot of people where you can live almost anywhere. Maybe you choose to live someplace more expensive, and that definitely has a drag on the different things that you're able to do. I know when it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. <laughs> I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding? or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical. If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because, let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals, so you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this, they release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. Hey, my name's Otis Gray, host of The Daily Book Club a daily podcast where I read wonderful old books one chapter at a time. Simple as that. Whether you want to get engaged and lost in a fascinating story that has stood the test of time, or just relax to a good book, listen to The Daily Book Club to get wrapped up or unwind during your day. We'll read classic stories like Pride and Prejudice, The Enchanted April, The Wind in the Willows, beautiful stories all told from start to finish. And you can even do a real book club. Tune into the Daily Book Club Discord and discuss the readings with other book club listeners. However you want to listen, it's your choice. Subscribe to the Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. New episodes every single day. So sit back, relax, and get lost in the Daily Book Club. You know, when I was first out of college, I was like, I'm going back to LA. I went to college at Indiana University, and I loved it. It was the best, like, four years of my life. 
But I was like, I'm going back to LA. I got all these big dreams and da, 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 you know? And then like the minute I got back here and my rent, you know, more than doubled for just a sort of average place from college. I went, yikes, you know, and then I started realizing that, okay, what I was making, um, on, on my business that I was running, it just doesn't go as far here. Um, and I think, I don't know if it's just like, we, we just don't think about that when we're in college, but, you know, I I talk a lot to my students who I have now. I'm like, it doesn't feel real, right? If you're borrowing like thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars for your student loans, it doesn't have any impact. It doesn't feel real when you're in college because you're not making payments on that. It just feels like this number, right? But then when you get out in six months, then you get your first student loan payment. It's like, wait, wait a minute, it's how much? You know, and it could be larger than a car payment. Um, it could be, you know, half of your rent. And if you're not prepared for it, it could really sort of sideswipe you. Um, and there just, there aren't a lot of options. It's like, you kind of got to pay, you know, the payment. I know a lot of people who actually went back to get a graduate loan so they could get their student loans in deferment. Well, you know, that is like a temporary fix to a big problem because you're only making the problem bigger, right? You're just adding more debt on top of it that you're eventually going to have to pay. And and yet I understand, you know, uh, if you can't make the payment, it just, there aren't a whole lot of options. And I think that's, um, it's scary. It's really scary that, you know, we live in a world right now where that is the reality. That is the, that is the cost, the street cost to get, um, one of these loans. I I was recently reading, I was on the airplane and I decided I was going to like actually get a good magazine rather than like all the crap magazines that I buy. They're just ridiculous. Um, but I was going to actually get a a good magazine. So I got a, I got a good magazine. I was reading it and it was talking about this company called Next Gen Vest. And I'm going to link in the show notes because if you're listening and you're in college, you need to check them out. So they do a really cool thing. It's all through text message. They, they match up college students with a college money mentor, right? And that money mentor helps them find Uh, scholarships and helps them negotiate their student loans and all sorts of super cool things. I love it. I just love this idea. And so I, you know, I'm hopeful that there's going to be other companies like that, that kind of come along that are there for graduates as well to really help us. Um, You know, there's been obviously the surge in uh, student loan refinancing companies. SoFi, uh, you know, it's probably a name that you've heard of. And, you know, there are just, there are lots of resources out there, which I think is, is great. Like we need all of those resources, but it's not solving the problem, right? It's like putting a bandaid over the problem and the bandaid's great. The bandaid could be so helpful for you, but it just, we still have this, this problem. And, you know, I, I, I think, I don't know, as I kind of go along here in life and go along in my career, these sort of things I become just really passionate about because I, I, I just don't feel like, okay, we're all out here. We're like raising our, our arms in the air. We've got all these flags in the air. We're just hoping somebody pays attention to us, all of us who've had to borrow money for college and those of us that ha- will have to down the line. 
And it's just kind of like, you know, the government, the universities, everybody's just kind of like looking at us like, what? (laughs) We don't have to fix this, right? Um, And I don't know what the fix is. I don't think the fix is free college. I honestly don't feel like that's the fix because I feel like everybody needs a little skin in the game. But but the problem is we got too much skin in the game, right? We're, we're, we're literally bleeding ourselves dry. And it's stopping a lot of the, a lot of the dreams and goals that we have, you know, buying a house, starting a family, getting married, starting a business, whatever it may be. It's like you look at your student loan balance and, you know, just kind of, it kind of gives you that panic feeling of, well, I can't actually go after those goals because I got this massive debt that I'm having to pay off. Um, so I just, I, I actually want to encourage you, you know, this is one of the reasons why I talk about finding money in your bank account and knowing your numbers, because even if you could drive out an extra 50, a hundred bucks, whatever you can a month and, and dump it onto your student loans it is going to accelerate your student loans. I don't care what the amount is going to be. Any acceleration is going to be good acceleration. And there are tons of calculators you can use, a lot of resources to help you figure out, you know, if if you put $100 or $150 or $200 or whatever you can, how fast that's going to help you pay off your student loans. And if you run one of those calculators, I guarantee you're going to feel some sense of hope, some sense of pride that you can do this. And, um, you know, hopefully it will motivate you to to do that. Um, so again, I just thought this was a super interesting article I wanted to share about where you live and how that has effect on your student loan debt burden. So think about those things. Think about those things when you're applying for jobs or when you're starting a business, or especially if you can work anywhere. You know, if you could go live somewhere, have that same salary, but live somewhere where the cost of housing is a lot less you know, you can still do all the cool things that you like to do. You could take all that extra money and drive it into your student loan payment and you could pay those off maybe in half the time or even less, you know, and just get rid of that. Then when you've got that student loan debt gone, right, then it's like, okay, maybe I move back to the big city or wherever I really want to live where it costs a lot more money, but you've, you've done this in like a smart way to just get rid of that debt. So just want to inspire you a little bit along the way. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Shauna Game, Instagram at millennial underscore money. And if you love the podcast, please click the link in the show notes, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. 